Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and welcome to Uplift. Whether you're watching us live or replay, we appreciate you. And if you happen to be a spiritual leader or healer, I don't know, it might be a really good show for you to watch. <laughs> Maybe. We'll see you in a minute. amazing show and um and a mom and coach and so many more things because there's more than one thing that makes up ourself right more in that in a minute as usual um joining us from calgary in canada mr neil Russell. welcome welcome sarah i'm i'm completely nerded and geeked out i spent uh, a greater part of a long weekend here in canada or in north america it's called the labor day weekend and I went to a science fiction convention and I'm just totally geeked out and absolutely loving life and bigger and loving life. As Sarah said, I am the co-host of the Uplift Show. I am an author. I am, what am, what am I? I don't want to be defined by roles. I'm just a human being trying to get along in this world. And I'm excited. I'm really excited to have Michelle Saluta on the show. This is the second time I've actually had her on the show. Welcome, Michelle. Oh, thanks for having me, guys. How exciting. What a great intro. Yeah, from, from Gold Coast. So, yeah. Gold Coast. Gold Coast. So, yes. I know, sunny Gold Coast. We've actually got some sun today, which is beautiful. But thanks for having me on the show. What a great welcome. And and I love that you were geeked out, Neil. And, you know, yes, Sarah, you haven't changed your name since last we saw you. <laughs> love it. But thanks for having me here. Yeah, yes, I know. <laughs> <laughs> you can do well, that. Well, I've changed my hair color too. It's going gray. <laughs> wow. Too much dye out. <laughs> so uh, everybody that you <laughs> Michelle, we're just so excited to have you on the show to talk about helping holistic people, holistic practitioners make changes in their life. And I am hoping it's epic changes for the good and not evil. <laughs> Ah, I love that sort of, yes. But no, definitely for the good because, you know, we, we want people out there to spread their message and to really step into that space so they can help more people. And look, being a holistic practitioner myself, I know what it's like to to hide behind the shadows of what it is that we do and not step into that spotlight, so to speak, so that people know who you are. I mean, I, I, you guys have experienced that at some level. You know, we all start somewhere, right? Absolutely. I started here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, I think that's an interesting thing about like um, us as humans, you know, as we grow and evolve, you know, our levels of, of, of safety and security change, our level of comfortability changes, our level of growth changes, and there's always that next level. Michelle, I'm curious, with that thing, that next level, what's one thing that you've noticed with spiritual leaders that as they are levelling up that they keep butting into? Look, and I don't think it's specific to just spiritual leaders and entrepreneurs and practitioners and such. I think it's often ourselves. Look, I, I don't know about you guys, but I know that I'm forever butting up against myself. You know, another belief that I come up against that I need to challenge, push through. Am I good enough? Can I do it? Do I know enough? Um, who, you know, what if someone doesn't like what I do? Like there's all these aspects and it's it, literally, it's it's us. I mean, I think we were a greatest enemy to some degree absolutely one of the buddhist teaching is the greatest battle we will ever fight and our yeah. biggest enemy is ourselves. Mm -hmm. love that yeah and it's so true because every and i think just just leading to what you were saying sarah it was like every level there's another devil right so you know we start at, at one spot and we want to move to the next and there's the next one does move we move up the level there's there's something else that we need to break through and often it's something internal often it's a belief often it's how a perception often it's just a story just a story we have something well it sounds simple but you know it, it can prevent us from doing what it is that we want to do so michelle i want to know a secret were you born this smart or did you have to hit a few bumps in the road oh good question you know i think there's always that that misconception at times with with people that we know what we know and we've always been wise or it's come easy or we've we've just navigated life without any challenges but no i've had a lot of challenges i've had plenty of ups and downs and plenty of bumps in the roads it's it's been one hell of an emotional journey to get here i have to tell you that that is it that's probably another three or four episodes um, <laughs> so you know look honestly i could share it but it, it it hasn't been an easy road whatsoever and i think we all sort of start down this path of where we think we're going but we end up in a completely different place and look i never i never even thought i'd be doing what i'm doing now ever in a million years i thought i'd just be a mum raise my children um, being a good little housewife, but I'm completely opposite to that whatsoever. And um, and here I am. So look, it hasn't come without challenges, many challenges, and it hasn't been hard, hasn't been easy. It's been a lot of hardness, a lot of tears, a lot of um, you know feeling completely lost along the way. And I think most people they can relate to that because they've experienced it or as they're going through it right now. Um, absolutely. Sarah, you, Sarah, I know you've lived a gifted life. You've had no struggles, zero struggles. <laughs> yeah, no, no, that's me. Zero struggles, Sarah. That's what they call me. Um, I think, you know, it's, it's, it's quite factual to say we've all had our own struggles, you know, and and whether we choose to lean into it and 
keep struggling or if we mm-hmm. choose to go, shit, I'm angry or I'm jealous or I've got an emotion inside me that's actually pulling yeah. me and it's, it's a strong navigation of my boundary or a want or a desire. When we listen to those things and we truly, like, I've learned my major lessons when I've learned and leaned into those moments. If I just, you know, la, 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 I don't know about you guys, but I just rinse and repeat the same thing. It might be with a different person. They obviously, usually they have a different name. However, <laughs> you still get those lessons. And I think, yeah, like we're all, we're all got stuff that is, a little bit left of centre or not quite right or something that maybe we want to hide from others because maybe others might not like that. And they're all things that we all deal with. And I know that Neil has experienced this too. And if you're watching this live or in replay, if you've experienced this too, please let us know and, and please feel free to share your experience. We'd love to to connect with you. So, so Neil, Mr Perfect, you know, how does Mr Perfect sort of handle life? Because as, as far from Michelle and I... <laughs> Mm-hmm. Well, for me, I don't know about you, but in in when you're building a house, you can buy lumber of different thicknesses. And when I first come to a problem using the English, the imperial measurement, the, the stick that hits me is just a little two by two. And then <laughs> when I don't pay attention, it gets a little thicker. And it hits me a little harder and it becomes two inches by a four inch piece of wood. And then when I think that I'm in the pits of despair, it hits me with this great big eight inch by eight inch piece of lumber and smacks me on the head. And it's finally, I finally pay attention. When I know better, I've done all the training, NLP, blah, blah. I've done the training to pay attention to the little things in life, the little hiccups. And I don't know. It's my human nature to go, no, I really need to be hit with those big boards. Yeah, I think a lot of us can relate to those big boards too because it's quite common to ignore those little signs, isn't it? You know, we've all experienced those. Mm-hmm. We've all moved forward and ignored that. Oh, it's all right, I'll get back to that later. And then, as Neil said, that big 2 by 4 comes on the 4 by 4 or the 16 by 4 or whatever size piece mm-hmm. of wood or truck or brick or whatever hits you, it can really hurt and it can damage our ego, it can damage our self-esteem, it can get damaged so much. It can damage relationships too. Michelle... On that, <laughs> leaning into that, how how do you learn to love yourself in those moments as you try to move forward and, and come out to growth mode? Oh, look, that's a really great question because you know we, we we do we do have two choices here. We have that choice to to not accept ourselves or to be even more critical or to feed the story and feed the fires that really take us away from who we truly are and what we can actually become. Or we can, like you said, Sarah, and I love that, is we can lean into it. And, and when we lean into it, it's it's being gentle, softer and kinder. There are so many people out there who can treat us poorly. You know, I think we've all seen that over the last few years. We've we've come across that in our life, whether that be people who are close to us or just people within our environment, in our community. And there's there's enough that don't treat us well through their own mm. challenges. 
partners or whatever might be coming up for them that why should we be the other person that treats us so poorly and yeah, we, yeah exactly exactly you know we, we end up picking up the stick along with everyone else and kind of beating ourselves along the pro, along the way but it really does become a process and i think when you start to talk about you know how do we love ourselves along this post you know whether it be post-traumatic growth journey or just this journey we call life is it is a process it's a lifelong um learning to do so and that's just accepting you know i don't have to be perfect but i need to keep my standards there so i'm trying well yes mr perfect mr neil <laughs> perfect life oh lucky you lucky you but you know it it, it can be difficult particularly when you've had whisper in your ear that you can't do this you're not good enough to do it you shouldn't do it and we have these little voices just outside of us whether it be real people or these perceived people in our head who keep taking us away from what we should be doing who we should be what we should experiencing what lights our soul on fire and yet again we have the two choices we can listen or we can listen to that internal voice and go you know what i'm gonna listen to me and what happens with that is we start to trust ourselves a little bit more when we trust ourselves a little bit more we fall in love with ourselves a little bit more we start to nurture ourselves a little bit more and we start to do it again and we start to do it again so it builds this beautiful process of becoming which i love i love seeing that with people as they start to really step into their own and listen to their voice their voice not the voice of the world that maybe or may not be telling them what's right this today i learned that um so, someone shared with me uh their opinion on why people um stop us from growing and we many of us have heard the crab in the crab pot where they pull us down mm -hmm. but one one person explained it to me is that they love us so they love the person that you are so much that they're deathly afraid of the change of the person that you are going to become yes yeah because it impacts them and who they are it scares them you know when life changes around us and and people are changing the people we love then we start to question who we are in relation to that so as soon as we start to do that we, we we're creating this identity shift and for a lot of people it becomes really uncomfortable who am i if this person changes who am i in their world will they love me still will i still be with them you know or will they reject me you know there's so many questions that come up and this is why you know that crabs in a bucket analogy just it works so well because it's so true people keep us where they want us because it's safe for them safe for abs them. Abs absolutely so if our readers or viewers or listeners on live or on replay wanted to get a hold of you is this the best place to get a hold of you michelle well you can get a hold of me through my facebook so that would be the best place that what you've got up there is is a little free grip oh there we go we've got the facebook link down below so other than that we have a a lovely little ebook that i created for people who are looking to start their own business or they're already in the process of building their own holistic 
practice or trying to step into that online space. But I wrote this for you. Some of the six mistakes that we make when we're trying to attract our ideal client. So that is yours, my friend. Yeah, love the face, Neil. <laughs> <laughs> but Facebook is the best place to, to, to contact me. Wonderful. So speaking of six mistakes, could you share just with Sarah and I and no one else, what one, so. of those, one of those mistakes could be that people are doing and that you could save them hours, days, maybe even a lifetime of going in the wrong direction? Oh, goodness. Where to start? I think there's a very comprehensive list to this. And, and it's one thing that's why I love what I do is it's it's not just one thing, it's many things, which I've only got six in the book and there's more, but I'll share, I'll share a couple. So, again, I'll just share it with you guys. So if anyone's listening, turn away, stop listening right now. Um, and that way, you know, Neil and Sarah get the best of this. But look, for a lot of people I see, and you've probably seen this and you've probably started this doing this yourself is really not creating the relationships with those that could be your potential client at all so you know we're not connecting with them we're not sharing with them we're not um creating this no like and trust process um for for many of them and i think one of the mistakes i see is they're just posting and trying to show people what they've got but they're you know it could be just a, an event but they're not showing people who they are and creating the relationship that goes with that and because I don't know about you. I, I, I like to buy from people I know. Um, word of mouth's great. Or else, you know, if I'm sort of stalking, yeah, I know, right? Stalking on someone, I, I want to know more about them. I want to know who this person is. And so we need to create a relationship, not just sell a product. Um, it's, it's about relationship building more than anything because I think I, I, I don't know what it was like 50 years ago. But today it is about relationships. You know, who do I have the most rapport with? Who do I know the most? Who do I feel like is like me? And that's who I buy off. That's one. Or also I would add who is the person that I'm becoming? You know, if, if I hired a coach who was already like me, I don't know that they'd be able to push me as much as that person that I'd I'm aspiring to be. So there's a little bit of yes and no there I wanted to add. And I love that people yeah. see us for us, right? So if you go onto yeah. Michelle's page, you can see a variety of posts. You can see her lives, you can see her reels, you yeah. can see her written posts, and you get to know Michelle, just like you get to know Neil and I. So if you're not doing that, maybe take a leaf out of Michelle's book and, and, um, and style it your way. Speaking of Michelle, you can see across the screen, you can find her at facebook.com or forward slash Michelle Saluja. Correct. Now, yeah. you mentioned that there was another thing. Now, we've just been speaking about your book and about these six amazing things that you've spoken about in the book. Can you share another one with us? Oh, all right, just just one, one more. Okay, one more, right? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Look, consistency is key, you know, being consistent. Um, how many of you listening or even just yourself, Sarah, Neil, 
how many of you have been guilty out there of not being consistent? You know, it'd be like sort of saying the business that we have, we're going to only open it up when we just, yeah, 100%, me too. You know, in the start, it was like when I felt like it. Um, so it was like the, the shop, the shop was only open when I felt like I wanted to open the shop, right? So I got to decide, but that might be once every few weeks, or that might be once, you know, a week, or it might be just at my leisure, so to speak. And, and that's the thing is that consistency, you know, when we're looking at algorithms, when we're looking at social media and using that as a tool, you know, cause isn't that where everyone's on at the moment? Like, seriously, like where's the yellow pages anymore? Like, do we use anything like that? You know, it's, it's. I have a monitor on it. It's used as a flipping <laughs> monitor in the yellow pages. <laughs> oh, we can Google one, but you know, most people will Google Facebook first, or at least predominantly that. You know, it's certainly a very well known um, place to find people, to find businesses, to get a bit of an idea of what they look like, get a feel of what they feel like. And if we're not, if if we're looking at building something and we're not consistently showing up then our, our potential clients can't see us. They're not going to know that we're there or else they're, there, they're going to go, oh, she was there or he was there one day and then not the next. What, what happened? You know, they're only posting every like two or three times a month. You know, I don't get to know much about them. So it might sound like some simple concepts or simple strategies, so to speak. Sometimes these things can be a really, make a really big difference to allowing the people to see us showing up often, you know, showing up in our element, getting to know who we are and really getting a feel of what it is that we do. So consistency is key. If we're not consistent, then, you know, what are we doing? So for our male viewers out there, we're going to bring in some relationship advice here. Marketing and getting and building is uh, your business is like building a relationship. It is like being in the dating world. You can throw your name out and walk up to a partner or a, a, once a, a person that you would like to date and say, hey, let's go and do this. And one in a million chance, your line may work. But most of the time, you need to build rapport and a relationship. And you need to speak in the language that that person speaks. For me to speak high elf to a dwarf or to someone, digging it out here, to someone that doesn't understand my language, it's not gonna work. Building your relationship in your business is similar. You have to speak the language of the people that you want to bring in. I love that. And it's so true. It's it's no different. Like no matter what type of relationship we're having, whether it be a business one or a personal one, we still have to do the same thing. You're right. And I love the analogy. You just don't go up to someone and literally ask them to, you know, hey, you know what, um, come my way. And you're right. There might be one in a million chance that that person says yes. But we kind of want to date that person. We want to woo that person. We want to let them know that we're we're interested about them. Not about the sale, but about them personally. And also that consistency, same thing. Is I, I, I mean, we've all dated at one stage and having someone show up consistently, 
consistently feels good. We know that they're there. And if they're inconsistent, we start to get confused and we start to question, you know, does this person like me? Does this person care? Um, is this person even interested? So we can question things. So great analogy. It really is not that dissimilar to the dating game whatsoever. So love it. And the other piece I'd add is integrity. Yeah. If you say you're going to do something in a relationship, you need to follow through. If you're going to do something in your in, with a client, you need to follow through. And if you are unable, you need to pick up and go, I cannot do this and own up and de deal with it. I know I would sooner me personally be told a heartfelt i screwed up i've overbooked whatever from a client i cannot deliver how can i make this up to you to me i'm already falling deeper in love with that person that i want to do business with yeah yeah because you're Absolutely. right it is integrity and if you think about like like at an awards ceremony like if somebody fell over coming up the stairs you know, everyone feels sorry for them everyone's like oh man that would be so embarrassing you can feel the room getting anxious for them people genuinely care and to add to what neil's saying one of the best things that i've seen coaches mentors lecturers or you name it people say and do was three magic words i don't know someone told me it tells me i don't know i genuinely trust them more instead of fluffing an answer or you know making it like michelle you know those three magic words what would you add to that uh, to me what comes up is it's it's authenticity isn't it it's showing that you're a person and not trying to be someone who's perfect who knows every little thing because the reality is we don't and we're all human and i really showing yeah showing that humanness with authenticity with integrity now that's a beautiful quality to have and you're right you do you you end up falling more in love with that person because they're being themselves and they they're stepping up and they're really taking that ownership and responsibility of where they're at and as a coach particularly if you're coaching people out there if you know we've got people out there you know the practitioners the the leaders the entrepreneurs you really want to lead the people that you're working with. So you need to go first. So beautiful. So my question to the rest of you, Michelle and Sarah, how, what do you do to make connection in your coaching business with people? I, years ago, I was in Houston and I went up, wandered up. And when I could eat cheese, can't eat cheese now, and I ordered a pizza. This man made me feel so important, and he was just taking my pizza order. Like, I would have followed him into battle because he made me feel so special. What is it that you do or could offer suggestions to our listeners and viewer and audience to help them deepen connection with their clients, their friends and family. 
what a big question, Michelle. Yeah. It, it, it is, isn't it? Oh, are you throwing it back to me first? Okay, fair enough. Let's, let's jump in here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know, it's like, who, who's going first, right? Um, look, I, I think it, it, it is a big question. And how would we treat someone that we care about? You know, this, this you know, if we were to take money sales out of off off the table how would we treat people that we care about how do we treat people that we love and we might not necessarily know these people but it doesn't stop us loving on them appropriately because we don't want to get any like you know stalking issues going on here but certainly appropriate loving on people um as, as we nurture them we do care for them we be available to them obviously we still need to set boundaries for ourselves and our own lives but i think again to keep it simple most people want to feel special so we listen yeah we listen so we've got listen any anything on your part sarah oh yeah i i i, I agree listening is so important you know i don't know about you guys but i've received dms from somebody who's trying to set appointments or trying to book me for one thing or another rather to be their client and they're just relentless and you're like you didn't ask me anything about me you maybe if they did they didn't touch on it and they're just going through that script that someone's given them and it frustrates and irks me and I know exactly who to block and delete when people do that and I wonder if you the audience have experienced that too don't worry us coaches get that as well it can be really frustrating so having those active listening skills 100% agree um for, for me I I I love to work in the transpersonal realm so not just the the stuff that we see but the stuff that, you know, that we don't see, the stuff behind, stuff behind, stuff behind, stuff is where I thrive. And so I believe personally from me experiencing it as a client and facilitating this for other people, that's where I come in, that that's where I really hold them and help them. But, again, that's after they're the client. So I love that Michelle's spoken about, you know, listening and caring and then we've got the actual process of doing now, Neil, you threw a curly question out to us. I'm curious to know what your response is. Absolutely. And it's connection and connection through eye contact and not to the point where you're staring at them and boring a hole through them, but truly make a heartfelt connection. Like look, that, look at them in the eyes and look at them whole person and not from a judgment place but really the best way i can use is really see this person in front of you and just love the person that is in front of you because they're there and you might as well for the two minutes that i was there i felt heard because he was actively listening i felt seen because he listened to to my order and then I felt appreciated because at the very end, as he's handing me my change, he said, thank you. And he, I felt that he truly meant thank you. You can feel it, can't you? Yeah. And he was in less than two minutes, and this was 10 years ago, I still know this particular connection. Oh. 
And g'day, Dre. Thanks for joining us. Appreciate you. Appreciate your comments. Looking forward to chatting again soon. And yeah, being present. Oh, what a gift. So mm-hmm. thank you to everybody who has taken the time to be present with us today. We appreciate you. Yeah. And we are curious, how do you feel about this new shorter format? Let us know. <laughs> now, I'm I'm interested, Michelle. So you spoke about, you know, getting people talking to them. Now, I've experienced this, and I wonder if anybody else has experienced this, where as someone who's got some something to share with others, well, you should just give that away, shouldn't you? Now, when we're, we're told from so many people just to give our gifts away, how can we possibly pay for our own bills and things like that? What would you suggest to somebody who is in the initial stages and is like, have all these things, but it's stuck in that I need to give it away mode? Uh, so you're talking about someone who's offering free services to others? Or yes, just so giving value in their in what, what it is that they do. I, I would go beyond the value when it's just giving it away. So you can, I'm like for example, you know, I, I, quite often many years ago, I was getting a, um, approached by people who were suicidal and desperately needed help and would be calling me at 3 a.m. via Facebook and I had to put a boundary up and I had to say, because I'm sleeping, <laughs> there's 24-hour hotlines that you can go to. But then there was part of me who was like, well, I can't help them. I should be up at 3 o'clock helping this person. And I think, you know, society has pushed us, you know, to, to give away so much to help others. And we kind of forget, you know, kind of our nose despite our face sometimes. And one of my major lessons was that I'm actually worth money, you know. I'm worth these things that I've studied for. And it's worth these things that I've acquired yeah. through time and energy and efforts. So that's where my question mm-hmm. was leaning into, where, where we go from giving it ourselves 100% away as opposed to value shares, which you were leaning to. That's a big question for me, and, and, and I'll walk you through why that's so, you know, being a psychologist as well as doing what I do now. So so I kind of wear a, a couple of different hats, and I think the biggest journey and lesson that I've learned is valuing because not only in the psychology realm but also in that spiritual holistic practitioner field it feels like we've had a lot of society just drumming into us. You're not worth much. You should, you know, from a psychological perspective, you should um, bulk bill, which for those who are outside of Australia, that would mean paying, you know, a bulk bill would be someone who only is charged what the government will pay, which is very minimal, mind you. So, Even in that holistic practitioner field of things, you know, your energy workers, Reiki practitioners, um, you you name it. Again, there's this been this culture that's been built up for a long, long time that these are services that aren't valued. And so we've created this nearly persona. And it's interesting when you put on different hats, because I've noticed myself do that when I'm in one realm, it's like, oh, you know, can't charge, you know, it's hard to charge more money here. Even though I've, you know, spent nearly $200,000 on myself in terms of growth and personal and professional development, yet the government and people are saying, 
you know, but you need a bulk bill, you need to charge minimal for this service that is worth so much more. And I find that in that spiritual entrepreneurial arena, there's there's a lot of that as well. So and I think really at the end of the day, I suppose in this sort of long, elongated sort of story that I'm sharing, it is knowing your worth. It's knowing that the value of the service that you have is actually worth something that you've done work you've learned something you've spent money on yourself to learn a skill that is of value and that makes a difference and a lot of people because we've been indoctrinated to think that maybe energy work isn't something of value because it's not as tangible as going to a psychiatrist and getting medication or whatever it might be that we're comparing it up against that it not it's not worth something like that so you know finding that worth and really knowing that you have something of value is so important to start the transition and starting simply starting small i'm curious if you've experienced this if you've experienced this please let us know and whether it be michelle neil or i or all three of us we will get in touch with you and continue that conversation go neil what what i've noticed is because Many people equate spirituality with the Eastern beliefs and the and from uh, uh, Reiki and all this coming from the spiritual realms of the Eastern countries, the far the Far East, and spirituality in the Far East was an acceptable form, and they were paid minimal, but they were looked after. Culturally, you would see your sadhu and you would feed him. If he needed clothing, you would feed him or her and you would clothe them. Well, in North America, we're around the realm of money. We're taught you earn money, but yet spiritual, we haven't balanced and we're in the process culturally of balancing that in the West, spirituality is paid monetarily and not that we could go door to door and say, hey, I will do this. You know, I can help you um, feed me and clothe me. So it's just a, a cultural difference that I think we collectively are having to come to a grips and deal with. Absolutely. And if I could add to that, and, and I will speak generally as well, and this is probably something that may trigger some people when I say this, is it's okay to charge for your spiritual practice. It's okay to charge for your energetic work. It's okay to charge for your ancestral clearings it's okay to charge for that and a lot of people think you know because they're connected to source or whatever term that they might have that there's a sense of not needing to but there's this capacity to work really walk between worlds is is we want to stay connected to this 5d world which is absolutely phenomenal where there is no need for money there is no need for that exchange because the exchange is done differently but the reality is or, you know, and that's a that's a very, you know, um, loaded word as well, right? Our reality is there's a there's a level of we're still walking walking in this 3D world. So it's being able to what I call walk between worlds. And it is okay to charge. There is value to what you do. And this is probably why I'm doing what I do, because I see the value in it and I see it as something that is become becoming more mainstream and people are looking for thanks dre i love that bring the fire love it and i really want those people to shine i want this to be mainstream 
and I want it to be alongside psychology. I want it to be alongside medicine. Yeah. So sorry, I'm ranting. I love that. If, if people want to get in touch with you. What if Michelle has resonated with you and you want to know more, check the link at the bottom, jump on her Facebook page and she'd gladly connect with you. Um, and just for any of the latecomers, just so that I can make sure that we're covering all our bases, that Michelle has this wonderful gift for you. So please, 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 when someone gives you a gift, take the gift. Don't go. It's not for me. Take the gift. <laughs> Can you say that in Elvish? <laughs> yeah. Damn it. Take the gift. <laughs> and, and it's funny because I am one of those people who will give, 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 give. And it's just something in me that it's well, self-worth. Well, I'm not worth. You can't give that to me. I've had so many personal lessons in when somebody's gone to gift me with something to shut the heck up, to not say take anything. Yeah, Dre, huh? Take the gift. Yes, and I have not. And it's I will give. I'll give the shirt off my back. But somebody offers me the shirt to cover up again. Because I'm sunburning? No, I don't need it. It's an interesting, it's an interesting lesson that I still I I, I think I'm through it, but I need a 12-step program because I'm not a hundred percent through it. <laughs> Anybody I found that's quite me? interesting. No, it's not just you. I think there's a lot of people who are used to giving and they're not so good at receiving. Whether that be in a personal life or a business life, I've seen that time and time again. Michelle, I'm sure you have too. Look, look, absolutely. Because I was, I was listening to Neil say, you know, say what he said. I <laughs> like the shirt. I'll take it. Um, as as I was listening to Neil speak, you know, again, it was funny because I was just having this conversation this morning about receiving, and there's a lot of people that struggle to receive. And when we do things, even even the things that we sometimes do for ourselves is there's a level of giving that we do and whether it be in our business, whether it be in relationships, whether it just be in life, we're probably more inclined to give to other people rather than give to ourselves. And there's that level of learning to receive, which is really important. And it, and it is a big journey. It's a big, it's something huge that when we start to really receive at the level that we desire, you know, when we're looking at, now, if we were talking spirituality, this is how we start to notice our gifts come forth and we start to, you know, feel the, 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 the tangibility of that other realm come to play. But that receiving, it's a beautiful space to be in that it's, it would be more, it would be lovely to see more people learning to do so. feel like acceptance is the first part of moving into that it's okay is that fair to yeah. say yeah let's go with that because if if we're not aware that we're we're doing this because again you know maybe that step before that again is still being aware of what we're doing because sometimes we think we're receiving when we're actually giving still at the same time. So it's being aware of really where we're sitting with that. 
um, are we actually receiving at the purest level? So we do that. And yes, and then accepting that it's okay to receive and then receiving the gift. I want to add to that because as a mum, sort of society tells us to not give the burnt bits to our kids, right? So as a mum, I've eaten, you know, the burnt toast or I've eaten, you know, the, the, the bit that doesn't look so pretty and we're sort of, it's sort of encouraged by society that, you know, we give and give and give to our kids or give and give and give to our business or give and give to our clients that that receiving can be such a tricky thing to, to, to go into. I love that we are discussing this. Guys, if you've got any questions on this, please drop it in. We would love to hear from you. Or if you've got any experiences, please drop it into the chat bar. And, again, we would love to experience your experience with you. So we're like, can I just, when we go, Neil. One of the lessons that I, uh, I, my friend uh, Eric Mortimer, who's been on our show previously, and he's he wanted to gift something to me. And I said no, and he got this strange look on his face, and I and we're out for a walk, and I go, "What's up?" And he said, "Well, I like to give things. You've just taken away my gift of being able to give to you." And I'm like, "Blink, blink, 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 blink." <laughs> oh shit! And it was and. I could physically see on his face that yes, I had done this. And then I just, I could only say, I'm sorry, I will accept your gift. And from that day, I may, I may go, and then I just accept it. Cause I realized wholeheartedly, I am taking away his joy of giving. Absolutely. Look, I think there's so many rabbit holes and I know that we're on a time frame, but you're right, Sarah, you know, we're taught to not, not give right from the word go. So it's, it, it is a balance and as a, it is a, we, we grow into that. And, and maybe we have to, when our kids are little, give to them and we can, we're still giving, but we're giving differently and receiving differently as they grow and through life. So it is it is a process of growing into that. I think that also there's this um you know being authentically you and 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 stepping into that new realm, you know, here I am, I've got my gifts I want to share. So you'll see people giving away like five day challenges and things like that. My personal experience has been when I've attended a challenge, if I've sort of attended and I don't think about paying for it and maybe I'll attend the first day or three, but if I believe that I've paid for it, I'm more likely to actually show up and do the work and, you know, get my notepad out and, and get there all the yeah. way to the end and really thrive from this amazing gift that they've given me. I'm wondering what your experiences are. Mm. And, and there are, I, I suppose, different ways of exchange, isn't there, if that's what you're, you're, you know, talking about in relation to that is sometimes it's not always a monetary exchange, but it's really recognising what that is and the gift in that, what that is for you, more importantly. 
in the gift of the gift of time is huge. Um, I volunteered years ago to cook for a homeless, and it was nothing. There could be no price tag I could put on the 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 love that these people. Even, no, the appreciation that they gave after they had a warm, warm cooked meal. It was just, and done with love. And it was just like, huh, my love tank was full. Yeah. yeah. And, and I suppose just to add, I, 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 you know, it's beautiful, isn't it? it? And it's not that we shouldn't give. I think you're right. Be your authentic self. And and giving in itself is something beautiful and something precious. But it's being open to receiving the gift so that someone else can have the gift of giving. Abs, abs, absolutely. <laughs> so as we, go, as we go forward, and we want to, I, we all want to create a better holistic world. If there was something that each of us wanted to improve in the world, what would one thing that you would love to, um, the world could use more of? What do you think the world could use more of? Anyone? What do you, what would, what would you want to, your gift to the world? What would you give to the world to make it a happier, healthier place? again another lot of question i love these questions they're they're beautiful we could go down so many rabbit holes with this but look where where i will go with this is that simple process of being yourself coming home to who you truly are really seeing the magic within who you are as a person because we forget we have people that tell us that we're not doing good enough like we were talking about before and we have too many voices just reminding us that we're not who we think we truly are and there's this little seed inside that says you know what you are more you can give more you are more than who you truly believe the world thinks you are and we forget and we stay small so really allowing and showing people to come home and giving them permission to show up as themselves whether it be their quirkiness their weirdness their whatever it might be, but just as themselves, unapologetically. You know, that in itself is such a perfect gift because we end up becoming someone else. And like everyone else is taken, right? Isn't that, isn't that what the saying goes? The more we can be us, that would yes. be a beautiful gift, remembering who we truly are at our core, at our soul. What a gift. So you mean we don't have to copy our mentors? We, we can like, actually just still be ourselves? Is this what you're telling me? Like, hold the phones, everyone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, doesn't we, we get guidance from people, but we've got to be ourselves in the process. You know, we don't want to copy people because we copy them. We're not us. We're putting on a mask and being someone or something we're not. And how can we, when we're sharing a message, how can we authentically share with people when we're, when we're trying to be like our mentor or someone who's coaching us or someone that we aspire to be like? And we can still aspire to being like them, but with the flavour of being ourselves, being in the wholeness of ourselves, being in the truth of ourselves, sharing a message that is truly ours to, to speak into 
and not someone else's just because they say it's what we should be doing. I would add connection. Take the time to really connect with people. Like most people in the service industry have their name right there. Take a moment and just say thank you, Sarah. Thank you, Michelle, for whatever. You're in the line at the grocery store. They got their name. Just say thank you. And we don't, I don't know what they've been going through. I don't know what they're going home to. I don't know that they've just lost their best friend and they're just barely holding it together. Or they've won the lottery and they're on the way out and they're just barely managing to stay there on the ship. But whatever, kindness, just, just be kind. Because I believe in that it'll in reciprocity. If I am kind, it will come back to me. Hundred percent. I want to share something my daughter suggested that we do coming up soon is that we go out and collect rubbish. Now, I know this is something that I've been taught to do from when I was a kid, and not to share that I was doing it. Like you won't see me posting. I just picked up rubbish. We just do it because it's the right thing to. You don't have to give money to a homeless person and film them. You could just do it because it's the right thing to do. So, you know, <laughs> this is really important, you know, sticking to our values and morals and, and just doing the right thing just because it's the right thing. I know and you know that I'm going to go to bed with a smile on my face because I've done that right thing that night or that day, right? Just doing the right thing, that is absolutely the best gift. So we're going to go and collect rubbish and she's asked us to go and bring her friends to go and do it as well and I love oh. that and I'm looking forward to encouraging that. So maybe Beautiful. you can go pick up some rubbish. If you do, let me know. You don't have to take photos. That's okay. <laughs> but go do it because it's the right thing to do. And whatever else it is for the right thing for you to do, do that too. One of the biggest gifts that I gave myself many years ago was, I don't know about you, but I brush my teeth. Do you think anyone else brush their teeth or their hair, maybe put their makeup on, but they don't actually look at themselves? Like, statistics show at least 50% of people don't actually look at themselves in the mirror. And then quite often, of the other 50%, <laughs> they judge. Oh, I've got a wrinkle. Oh, I could do this better. Or all those judgments, like Michelle was saying before, you're adding to these other people who are judging and criticizing. What about if you were just your own best advocate and you looked at yourself with kindness and said, you know what, you are amazing for whatever reason. Yeah, building yourself up in the mirror is a beautiful thing to share. Michelle, is that something that you do with your clients? Like do you look in, ask them to look into the mirror or do you come about it with a different perspective? Look, it, it comes down to what they're particularly needing um, at that particular point, you know. Again, it could, be, it could be simple strategy work. But if we're looking at really shifting the stories that they have, then it could be something like that. Absolutely. A lot of those things really speaking into it, speaking to ourselves, which can be really confronting for a lot of people, can be a really powerful healing tool. So it depends where people need to go. And I think like anyone, not one size fits all. Not one size fits all. As being the time Grinch here, the time dwarf, 
I'm sorry. This has been such a great conversation, and yet we're close to the end. So for those, could you just, that are just wanting to sneak out, Michelle, could you just share what this offer is? It is my free ebook. It's got six mistakes that most, if not all, uh, holistic practitioners, spiritual healers, spiritual entrepreneurs often do. And, and just understanding if we're aware of that, it's also got the antidote in there. So what you can do a little Ooh. bit differently. So it doesn't leave you on the lurch. It gives you the answer as well. So absolutely my gift to you. And somewhere below is uh, you can get a hold of Michelle on Facebook. And I'm 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 pretty excited. Sorry, Nick. <laughs> We're fighting over producing this show, and that's okay. I'm really excited. On September twelfth, uh, two thousand twenty-three, I'm releasing my newest book, Alchemy of the Heart, Siobhan Suncloud, um, and it's a book of stepping into oneself stepping into the possibilities of growth and it's told um a young man is hit rock bottom and by chance he meets there's no chance it's he's but but by chance there's no really chances in life but by chance he meets this incredible woman siobhan suncloud who takes him as an apprentice and shows him that there's more to life than you can feel and touch. There's something called living from your heart, living from a heart-based connection. And the story is released on September 12th on Amazon. You can get it on your local through Barnes & Noble or wherever else that you get your fine books from. And yes, I would love it if you would buy my book. <laughs> Absolutely. Let's make Neil Russell the bestseller again, yeah? <laughs> this is my little shadow journal um, information that's popping up on the screen. So I've been creating, um, I've been creating colouring inbook because I quite like to draw. I know, crazy. I know. Who would have thought the art therapist likes to create? Ah, yeah, no, that's me. I also like to delve into all sorts of things. So for me personally, this has all been about my shadow and it's been an important journey for me. So that is also part of what I am putting in my forthcoming journal. If you're interested, if you'd like to suggest any good questions, if you're going to comment, please reach out. I'm looking forward to putting it together for you in the next few whiles too. Meanwhile, we've almost finished the show. I can't believe it's almost time again. And oh, guys, whether you're watching again live or in replay, we appreciate you. Michelle, we appreciate you. Oh, I appreciate both of you for having me here. <laughs> How can we end this show, Michelle? What would you like to leave us with? Uh, look, it's something really, really simple. It's time. It's time to really, truly awaken the greatness within you. And if you can't see it, I can. And I ask you just to connect with those around you just be present to their to them and with that i love you and see you next time sarah oh i would add just be present with yourself to turn off all your devices and just be
Until so next time, we say to each other, go out and have amazing conversations. <laughs>